Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth.
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. I'd like to thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world as we broadcast on the Fringe FM, the Paranormal Radio app, the Fringe FM app, and many other places. You can find the show after the broadcast on any number of podcasts and radio streaming platforms, just search for The Secret Teachings. And of course, if you'd like to avoid those annoying advertisements, you can subscribe to our ad-free archive on the website. And when you do that, you'll also get all of our older shows, the montages, and you'll get access to my digital books, thousands of pages of research, most of which is based on various, numerous show topics and uh, show themes compiled in uh, a trilogy of books on the website. You can find those as well. Even if you're not a subscriber and you'd like to uh, grab a copy of one of those books, you can do that at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. You can find us on Facebook or the Metaverse. You can also find us on Gab. And Gitter, we just started accounts there, so we don't really have a following yet. But you can find us on Gab and Gitter, and you can find us on Patreon. And I'm going to be, uh, I'll probably add and update that Patreon, uh, hopefully by the end of this week. I'll put up a few new behind-the-scenes videos, and uh, we've got a couple of listeners over there on Patreon who have recommended or asked us to cover some topics, so we will be focusing on that. I've just been really focused on the archive because we had to we had to move everything over to Spreaker and when I did that there were some well let's not say some there were monumental technical errors uh so much so that I, I've been on the phone with Spreaker, Captivate, Apple Podcasts and a bunch of other people and and like nobody can figure this issue out. So uh maybe if I project it outward on the airwaves tonight that'll nudge something and it'll get fixed. So if you if you had a hard time finding the show on a on a player, you know, you had subscribed on Apple Podcasts, uh, just look for the show again and uh, uh if we get that there's a, an RSS feed we're trying to get fixed. If that feed gets fixed, you're either going to get the show like you normally have gotten it or you'll have to just search for it again. You know, pretty easy, just type in the secret teachings and it it should come up. So if you've been having issues, that is the reason why. If you'd like to contact us tonight, rdgable at yahoo.com, rdgable at yahoo.com. Last night's show was really fun with Leo Zagami. That show is in the archive now. You can listen to it tonight and probably tomorrow night. We have Charlie Robinson on, so probably tomorrow night. We're going to be focusing on the same thing we've been focusing on all week and last week and last couple of weeks and really shifting into the year of the Tiger 2022. And, uh, you know, it's like um, 
when you read a good book, sometimes you read a good book, and even though the book's really good, there are some chapters in that book that you really want to get to. And, you, and some people, you know, I'll be honest, I, 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 don't, I don't skip ahead, but I'll kind of peek, you know, at the good stuff. Uh, even looking at my book, Occult Arcana, there's a couple of chapters at the end on demonology and witchcraft and voodoo. And, uh, you know, I peek ahead in my own book. I like to look at those chapters. Those really interest me. But before you can understand that kind of thing, you have to get down the basics. You know, like I played basketball up into, col- up into college, uh, and I probably could have played college basketball, but uh, I couldn't have done all that if I didn't know how to, you know, make a layup. I couldn't have done all that if I didn't know how to dribble. So you have to understand the basics first. And uh, after the basics, you have to kind of put those basics together with, with uh, other elements before you can really, really go to the next level. So tonight's show, for the first few minutes here, might sound repetitive. It might sound boring. It might sound like, oh my God, another one of those shows, another one of those topics. But by the midway point of tonight's show and by the end of the show, I promise you it'll probably be something that you've not, you've not heard, you've never heard in this context at least. Tonight is the return of Saturn. It is the rise of the Titans. And if you don't know what any of that means, if you didn't read our promo tonight on social media, I'm going to tell you what it means, and I'm going to tell you what it means pretty quick here on the show. But before we can do that, let's get the basics down. Did you know that scientists are really concerned about COVID-19 spreading to deer. According to a new study, six separate times humans have spread coronavirus to deer. About one-third of the deer sampled had an active or recent infection, according to the study and according to ABC News. So apparently the deer now are infected with the coronavirus. That's pretty scary, right? Here's another story, Associated Press. More than a year after the vaccine was rolled out, new cases of COVID-19 in the U.S. have soared to their highest level on record at over 265,000 per day on average, a surge driven largely by the highly contagious Omicron variant. According to Amesh Adaja, senior scholar at the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security at the Bloomberg Public Health School, he said, quote, it's going to take some time for people to get attuned to the fact that cases don't matter the same way they did in the past. So we have more cases with the vaccine, and now we're being told it's not the vaccine. It's actually the way that we look at cases. Cases just don't really matter as much anymore. What matters is hospitalization, how many people are dying in the hospital, right? So here's The Guardian reporting that hospitalization figures are a better guide to Omicron than the case count. Can't explain why cases are still rising. Couldn't be the test that they've just changed over. So it must be a matter of manipulating public perception and what exactly a hospitalization is and who is sick, who's really sick, and who needs to be put into the ICU. And whether that's for COVID or not is really irrelevant. It's all about altering perception. So Dr. Anthony Fauci joined a body of uh, a growing body of experts, actually, according to The Guardian, saying hospitalization figures form a better guide to severity of Omicron than the traditional case count of new infections. Well, that's convenient. Referring to the Omicron surge in the U.S. as a tsunami, it's a tsunami, like a rain bomb or a snow bomb or a bomb cyclone or a weather event, whatever that is now, the new terminology. 
Dr. Fauci cautioned the public not to be fooled by preliminary data suggesting the variant lacks the severity of earlier COVID-19 variants, such as Delta. He said, quote, the real bottom line that you want to be concerned about is, are we getting protected by the vaccines from severe disease leading to hospitalization? Well, that's all just totally circumstantial, but they keep doubling and tripling and quadrupling down. Reuters reported a few days ago, U.S. health officials say COVID-19 deaths and hospitalizations comparatively low despite Omicron's surge. COVID-19 deaths and hospitalizations are comparatively low as the highly infectious Omicron variant of the coronavirus spreads, according to the Centers for Disease Control Director Rochelle Walensky, as cases in the United States reached a record high. So let me get this straight. This is all mainstream news, NBC News, Reuters, Market Watch, etc., Associated Press. Scientists are saying that the virus is so bad it's spreading to deer. Then they're saying that cases don't matter anymore because people are still getting sick, apparently. They're not sick, they're just testing positive, and that's putting them in the hospital. But those numbers for the hospital records are actually more important than the people that are testing positive, which has been the marker for the hysteria you know, and the pandemonium all along. So they're saying the hospitalization figures are more important. And Fauci says, well, we're going to need to look at these hospitalization records and to see who's really in the hospital because of COVID. And then the CDC says uh, hospitalizations are actually really, really low. And then this report, many people uh, hospitalized in the Omicron surge are there for other reasons. They call these incidental cases. So the very, there's hardly anybody in the hospital for COVID, according now to the new numbers. And the few people that are in the hospital for COVID, uh, most of those are incidental cases as well. Uh, in some cases, over 30% are incidental, meaning that people went to the hospital for a broken leg. According to Business Insider, a significant portion of the people hospitali- uh, hospitalized with COVID-19 in recent weeks were admitted for other reasons, like, you know, a broken leg, appendicitis, you know, those kinds of things. And the exact scale of the phenomena, they're calling it, in the U.S. is not recorded in federal statistics It's just noted anecdotally. Well, the media is now reporting it as an incidental case. And then we have the outbreak of Florona. The Florona. It's a merging of the flu and coronavirus. Did you hear about this? It is horrifying. Well, it's not really horrifying. Nothing's actually changed. It's just people that are sick in the middle of the winter because of climate changes and environmental changes and diet changes, etc. It's nothing new, but this is all mainstream news. Now, I know that most of you probably know this, but check this out. The Florona. Yahoo News reported this January 4th. It says Omicron accounts for 73% of new infections in the United States. 73% of new infections in the United States. I read, however, that the CDC revised those numbers. And so I went to check, and it says, according to the CDC, The Centers for Disease Control made significant revisions to its Omicron case estimates. In new data released at the very end of 2021, the federal agency said new cases of Omicron accounted for just 22.5% of new cases for the week ending December 18th, not 73% as originally estimated, meaning this report from January 4th is saying that Omicron accounts for 73% of new infections. However, A week prior, the CDC revised those numbers, saying that the 73% was an estimate. It wasn't factual data. It was an estimate. And it wasn't 73% overall. It was 73% for the week ending in December, 
around the 18th, meaning that people are touting the 73%, but it's based on an estimate and it's based on a specific week in December. Talk about manufacturing a narrative, and that's all according to the official data, much like the vaccine data has been manipulated. According to Bloomberg on December 18th, actually, that same day, it was announced the U.S. government overcounted the number of Americans who had a vaccine or who got partially vaccinated. So what does all that mean? Well, it means that we're living in an alternate reality, perceptually, for one. But it means something else. It means that every time we hear about a new variant, it's just like a booster shot to the psyche to remind us why we should be afraid and why we should disconnect from other human beings, why we should shut down our business, why we should not ask questions, why we should be part of medical experimentation, etc. That's what it seems to be about. And now, because you weren't a good person, because you didn't wear a piece of cloth over your face, there is a new COVID variant. This is not a joke. It's called IHU. I-H-U. And contrary to this whole idea that we're not supposed to name variants after where we find them, and it's supposedly offensive to call this the Wu flu, This variant was found in France, and it was named after the location of where it was detected, the IHU Mediterranean, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, I don't speak French, Mediterranean Mediterranean Infection Foundation. And the person who was infected with the IHU variant, which has 46 mutations, call now and we'll add 10 more. They were fully vaccinated after a three-day trip to Cameroon, according to the New York Daily News. So here's the new variant, IHU. And unlike Omicron, this hasn't received the kind of attention in the media, especially in the alternative media. We broke down Omicron. We told you what Omicron meant. Omicron is Ami, which is the little O. Cron is chronology, as in Kronos or Saturn. Ah, the Saturn Returns. And Omicron loosely translates to the little beginning or the initiation of the beginning of the end times. That sounds kind of scary. And we know about Futurama and we know about these different movies that talk about Omicron. And we know about the the relationship between, the in one of those movies, the botanical virus. We know about Star Trek and Omicron and the synthetic androids like Data. We talked about all of that on the show. We did a show with Derek Murphy about Omicron, about triplicity in the apocalypse. And Derek Murphy is actually going to join us again tonight in the next segment, and then the segment after that, and the segment after that, to break down the Saturn return. And we're not necessarily talking about Saturn returning astrologically or your birth chart. This is something bigger. This is about the emergence of something bigger. And here's part of what that emergence I believe, is really all about. Ihu. Just go to any baby dictionary online. You look up baby names, go look up a baby name right now. Go look up Ihu. Apparently, it's a baby name. I just looked it up on some baby name websites, and I found it. Ihu. What does Ihu mean? Ihu. I-H-U. What does it mean? Well, this is directly from a baby naming website. Literally, verbatim. I'm going to read it to you. Are you ready? Ihu is a variant of Jesus. I don't know if that strikes anybody else as interesting, but it struck me as very interesting. Ihu 
is a variant of Jesus. The meaning of the name is, quote, God rescues. The meaning of the name is God rescues. Does that strike anybody as interesting? What that means is that after Omicron in 2021, the beginning of the end times, the beginning of the end of days, those assassination attempts on the president, pope, and queen, the three horns, as in the book of Daniel, the year of the tiger, the thousand-year Reich, the tiger lives a thousand years, the tiger comes from Ursa Major, the bear, in the mythology. The swastika is derived from Ursa Major. So we have the swastika and the thousand-year Reich starting in the year of the tiger, a year of military power and dominance by those militarized authoritarian forces, the establishment of this new empire, that of the beast or the antichrist, a leopard, lion, bear combination of a, of a thing at the United Nations right out of the book of Revelation. And the year starts with the Ihu variant. The Ihu variant that literally translates to God rescues. And it literally says in any naming dictionary, that Ihu is a variant of Jesus. Well, if it's not Jesus, it's a variant of Jesus. If it's a variant of Jesus, it sounds like it's the antithesis of Jesus. It sounds like Ihu is more like the Antichrist. If it's not Christ, if it's not Jesus, it has to be the antithesis of Jesus. It's a variant of Jesus. I mean, that's pretty astounding, I think. And that variant of Jesus is rapidly coming to power as Saturn returns and unleashes the Titans upon the Earth. Derek Murphy coming up next to talk with us about this and to break it down in popular culture. And we're going to talk about not only popular culture, but we're going to talk about astrology, symbolism, mythology, and more. Stay with us right here on The Secret Teachings. Derek Murphy coming up next. Don't go anywhere. It's the month of Janus and the year of the Tiger 2022. Here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. 
you'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS app store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? This is David Icke from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. When alien life entered our world, it was from a fissure between two tectonic plates, a portal between dimensions, the breach. Something's coming. A war between mankind and magic. Monster Zero isn't using the Titans to restore the planet. He is using them to destroy it. Titans have been awakened. It is time! They will erase all life. They will burn the oceans. They will flood the cities. It's time to come back. I know the help. dimensional gateway that allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away. The scientists say they could be on the path to discover the gravitational forces that hold our galaxy in place and even, potentially, miniature black holes. The signs of these microscopic black holes, then this could open the path to new extra dimensions in our universe. Crowley was only successful in this powerful ritual because he had followed much of Edward Kelly's previous black magic work that he left unfinished. This black magic ritual allowed an opening of the gates of the apocalypse, which had been protected by the Enochian angels for thousands of years. Humans have been the dominant species for thousands of years, and look what's happened. Overpopulation. Pollution. War. The mass extinction we fear has already begun, and we are the cause. We are the Human beings are a disease, the cancer of this planet, and we are the cure. But like all living organisms, the Earth unleashed a fever to fight this infection. Its original and rightful rulers, the Titans. He is using them to destroy it. Something's coming. Opening up the gates of the apocalypse. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. So the IHU variant of COVID-19, it's funny, it hasn't gotten the same kind of attention that Omicron did. It's almost like Omicron and the etymology of Omicron. It's almost like it was allowed to propagate, to promulgate on all of these social media platforms and become so popular, it was like for a day, everybody was the secret teachings. Everybody was was ground zero. Everybody was was Derek Murphy, our guest tonight. Everybody was looking at the Omicron variant and deciphering what it was and posting pictures. And it's not like that with the IHU variant. In fact, the IHU variant's kind of been around for a while, but the World Health Organization is now identifying it 
for the first time in humans. Apparently, they knew it was around, but they haven't identified it in humans yet. Maybe it was present in some of those deer they say were infected. But nevertheless, Ihu, I-H-U, is a variant of Jesus. It's not a variant of SARS-CoV-2. It's a variant of Jesus. And that's according to the etymology of the word Ihu, which, interestingly enough, isn't from the Greek alphabet so much as it's from the foundation or the institute, whatever it's called, where this variant was discovered in France a few days ago with 46 mutations. 46 mutations. That's terrifying, isn't it? 46 mutations. The B16402 variant found at the IHU Mediterranean Infection Foundation in a fully vaccinated individual. How about that? But see, Ihu doesn't just mean variant of Jesus which to me means an adversary, an opposition, the antithesis, a variation of Jesus, a variation of the Christ, a false Messiah perhaps. The name literally translates to God rescues. So we have some form of atonement found in Ihu. But see, the public perception is that Ihu and Omicron and Delta and all these variants And the original, all these things are detrimental to our world. They have caused so much suffering, so much pain, so much bloodshed. So many people have died. And so we need to be rescued by something. Maybe we could have that interpretation, or we could look at it from another point of view. Perhaps Ihu is the God that rescues a small handful of, of individuals on planet Earth from the virus or the infection, as you heard from our montage that I put together today. We'll hear that again later. That is the human race, which is what the machines and the AI believe in the Matrix, right? It is the same storyline in Godzilla. It is the same storyline in pretty much most popular culture today, overpopulation, pollution. Obviously, there's a difference between overpopulation, overcrowding, but we don't want to talk about that. There's a difference between pollution coming from your cars and pollution coming from toxic chemicals that are sprayed for genetically engineered crops that are supposed to be sustainable to save us from the climate crisis, but those are separate issues tonight. The idea is, Ihu means God rescues. What is this God, though, and what is this God rescuing us from? And why is Ihu a variant of Jesus, and why does it come on the heels of Omicron, which means the beginning of the end? Sure, they can write articles on Reuters and be like, well, technically it doesn't actually mean that. Well, no, it does mean that in both literal terms and in twilight language, in esoterica and in occultism, It literally means Ami, the little O, Kron, chronology, the little time, or the little end times. Perhaps that could relate to the little horn of the book of Daniel, which will be given power by the beast to rule over all nations with the other three horns are plucked. This means that 2022 starts with not only the year of the tiger, which is the year of the thousand-year Reich and the year of the swastika by astrological and symbolic derivation, it's also the year 
of Ehu, the variant of Jesus, which is the false god or the false messiah. And the year of the tiger can also be marked by the year of Saturn returns. In astrology, this occurs when Saturn returns to occupy that same elliptic longitude it existed in at the time of your birth. Now, if you know about the history of Saturn, Saturnia Regana is believed to have been a golden age when there was no pain, no suffering, just uh, reaping. There was no sowing. Everything was provided. It's kind of like Atlantis. This was a golden age of the god Saturn or Saturnus. It was the foundation of the Roman festival of Saturnalia, comprised of feasts and gifts where they celebrated Saturn, which has astrological, which has agricultural, uh, which has so many different uh, important elements in ancient and modern society. Although Saturn is commonly associated with Capricorn, the goat, providing us with those evil devil horns, right? And the black companion, Satan, the black billy goat, or the black billy eilish goat, I call it, he sometimes is also depicted as riding a donkey. This donkey, of course, is Sagittarius, therefore linking Saturn to the sign that is like Pisces and like Gemini, two-faced. Sagittarius is one of the four two-faced signs. And therefore, Saturn through the donkey and through Sagittarius to the two-faced sign is equated to Janus, probably a very famous god for some people because we start the year out on our calendar system with the month named after Janus, January. So 2022 starts with the year of the tiger, and it starts with the month of Janus, like every year does. But since we have all these correlations to the return of something, we have God rescues and the variant of Jesus coming after the little end times variant. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Well, here comes the Omega. This is a variant of Jesus. This is the, this is the uh, Omega man, essentially. And this is starting the year off in a month that is also connected to Saturn or Saturnus. And of course, since Saturn is identified with Kronos, we know that he is a god of time as well as agriculture. The changing of the seasons were very important to early man, and they relate directly to the turning of the yearly wheel. That yearly wheel and the golden age and uh, the symbolism of, of Saturn all connects to the black sun which also relates back to the swastika, Ursa Major, and the Year of the Tiger. But there are larger cycles inside of these cycles, and larger cycles inside of them, and larger cycles and larger cycles, and smaller cycles and smaller cycles. See, Saturn was supported by his minions, or demons, as we might call them. They, they were called titans. And... In the mythology, it's a really fascinating story, and I, I think the best storyteller of this is a man we've interviewed like five or six times, and I don't think he does interviews anymore, but his name is Jonathan Black. He wrote a book called The Secret History of the World. Fantastic book. Fabulous book. And he describes the story of Jupiter and Saturn and what the story signifies in the esoterica and the occult and all the archetypes and all that. Really, really, really good. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, Joseph Campbell level or better. 
Manly Hall level or better. At least some of his work is. And um, I went into that book today just to kind of reference it. And I was reading about how Saturn is supported in his authority by the Titans. And we know the Titans hold up the earth from within. And they are imprisoned by the god Jupiter who has to fight them off because they're sent to kill Jupiter as a form of infanticide because Jupiter is going to usurp his father's power. That's the mythos. And that's also, you know, part of, part of, uh, you know, life in general, right? The, the son eventually takes the place of the father, but in mythology, this has other meanings. Now these Titans were the children of the primordial deities, Uranus, heaven, and Gaia, earth. They were the enemies of Jupiter. It is said that inside of the earth, and this is a quote from Jonathan Black or Mark Booth, these great forces of materialism became part of the very structure of the earth. And whenever volcanoes, when anything threatened it to, to, to erupt, uh, the titans can be, can be heard. Now, throughout popular culture and history, both contemporary and esoteric, men have worked to encourage the return of Saturn and the titans to purify the earth. You see it in popular culture. You see it in Godzilla. You see it in kids' movies. Uh, you see it in music videos. It's in ufology now. People summoning UFOs and aliens, trying to summon those little green men. Those little green men are the little men, the homunculus of the alchemists. And that takes us back to the work of John Dee and Edward Kelly. And of course, later on, in the middle of the 1500s into contemporary times. In the middle there, more recently, you get Aleister Crowley, who supposedly finished the work, the apocalypse working that opened the gates of chaos or the gates of hell to, to bring the, the, the Lovecraftian old ones to earth in order to purify the planet, right? And this is the whole, the whole idea of the Eternals. And uh, I find this so interesting. Our guest tonight, Derek Murphy, I know, Derek, you're going to love this right away. I was looking at the name Ihu, and the baby names. And we know that Jack Kirby, who wrote The Eternals and a bunch of other stuff, he was inspired by Zachariah Sitchin and you know a lot of the ancient alien stuff. Well, get this. Ihu, Ihu is, according to, this isn't my opinion, Derek. This is baby name like dictionaries. Ihu is similar, if not interchangeable, with E-A, which is in the mythos. That's one of the Sumerian brothers, is it not? So that wow. is that is just bizarre because the Eternals, which is where we get you know we get this whole ancient aliens Zachariah Sitchin like story and the Celestials, the the Titans inside the Earth arising, and the, the the schism that occurs and, and and destroys the planet. You have Tiamat. Uh, literally, Ihu means Ea, which is one of the Sumerian gods, and it just I mean you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> you really can't. It's unbelievable. First, I just got to say, unbelievable montage. That would just blew me away. That was really fun to listen to. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, really great stuff. I don't know where you want to start, but you're right when it comes to uh, being in all popular culture and ancient mythology. It, just, it seems to be just being funneled through every different type of filter. Every culture, every type of uh, sci-fi or fantasy writer or just comic book writer, they all seem to be tapping into some some archetypal story that might be manifesting right for our eyes right now in, in, in the media, in pop culture, in the world at large, you know? And that makes me think, and I know that this is something that we've talked about off air, I've talked about it so intensely on the show, and that is I feel that there is, 
There is an active, uh, ongoing, ritual, uh, ceremonial form of magic where people are being used. Their energy is being used, some people willingly, some people unknowingly, to summon those Lovecraftian old ones, to summon the Titans and, and to cleanse the earth. I mean, I think that's what a lot of this anti-human exterminist propaganda is all about, that humans are a virus, humans are a disease, humans are a plague. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the Titans idea has kind of been like my my favorite theory the past like six or seven years. It's kind of like the synchronicities that I kind of latch on to the most, honestly. So if I'm talking about, if you were to ask me what's my what's my end game for the elite, what's my unifying theory of the weird, if, if I was back into a corner, I would say that all these rituals, all these like possible terrorist attacks or any type of events where people are being ritually sacrificed on locations that in the past might have had like ball worship or different different older gods that worship in these locations. The idea is to um, collapse reality, take down the pillows of reality that separates us from these primordial monsters. That across mythologies, this seems to be an older pantheon, an older group of gods, usually gigantic, like these primordial things that were born at the beginning of the earth, basically. But they were cast out by man. And they desperately want to get back in. They, they can't. So the goal being, the end goal, is to kind of break reality, drop these walls that separate the realms, and for them to come back in, the crafting old ones, to be allowed back into this world. In the Cthulhu, in the Cthulhu mythos, that's basically Cthulhu's job, is to wait for these stars to align, wait for these ritualistic moments, and then bring in these uh, monsters from beyond the stars. Okay, so so let's start there with Cthulhu. This isn't just science fiction. This isn't just horror. This isn't just psychology. This is this is a very real thing that's happening at the Seattle Space Needle, Derek, on New Year's Eve. Once again, there was a laser light show, which was computer generated over top of a of a live feed of fireworks. Last year, we had the needle inject something that was pink into the sky, and it split and fractured human DNA and created two different human faces. And then we saw in 2021 that pink goo was found in a series of vials and syringes of the Moderna vaccine in Japan. I find that to be non-coincidental. So then this year they redo the Space Needle show and it begins with the planet Saturn and a flying saucer from the planet Saturn. And not only that, but Saturn why they picked that of, of all the planets for some reason. They also turned Saturn into what looks like to me a, a very large digitally generated version of SARS-CoV-2 with the classic Saturn rings around it, and then here comes the flying saucer. And what I do know about the Cthulhu mythos is that, at least in, in one of the stories I read, Cthulhu comes to our solar system, stops on the planet Saturn, and then from Saturn comes to Earth. So that laser light show, I don't know if you heard that or saw that, but that is that is very, very uh, directly related to what you're saying, especially about Cthulhu. They're showing us, here's the planet Saturn, here's the flying saucer, it's coming to Earth, and then they showed you a bunch of other weird stuff at that laser light show as well, like a satellite flying over the Earth and beaming a signal down, and then the whole planet being engulfed in this digital sub-reality code. I don't know. What, what do you think about all this? Oh, man. There's a lot of impact there. First, just yeah, go while for you it. were listening off the thing, <laughs> yeah. um, Japan, with the, uh, with the stuff in the, with, in, the, in the actual vaccine itself, those, those black squiggles or whatever, they're also the country that used their COVID relief fund money to fund this giant squid statue. 
that they use. You saw that, right? Like, oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they literally, literally siphoned funds from their actual COVID relief funds to build this giant monument to a squid. Like, and I don't know. Like, I guess it was maybe tongue in cheek when they did. Like, the articles kind of brush it off, but that's just a bizarre, bizarre thing. But yeah, I mean, the Saturn, the, that that mythology that um, Zeus and Jupiter overthrowing this older pantheon and trapping them in Tartarus, and them being waiting for the star, these stars to align, waiting for these planets to align to be released is kind of like the like the, the perfect analogy for it. These these things that are being like Saturn, Kronos being worshipped by the, seems to be worshipped like by the elite. And I don't know. Um, even even Travis Scott that that um that whole incident, which again is all tied into digit, this um, digital reality we're living in, moving into this metaverse type thing. But also he is obsessed with Saturn. All of his imagery has his Saturn rings all around it. He has, he had uh, Saturn I think as part of the the um, like promotion for Astro World itself. Like that's the whole point. Astro is outer, like it's all out of space imagery. You know, that's the Astro World, and it's a giant disc around it. And the to, at the entrance to get into the actual event, it's a giant mouth. So all these people that were sacrificed walked through Kronos's mouth as he ate his children. Essentially, <laughs> you know? oh my God, man, <laughs> it's just it's bizarre. But yeah, I don't know. Um, well, on, on on top of that, uh, I had a listener named Scott Jones messaged me back in December, and he said, "Did you catch the Adele live performance around Thanksgiving at the Planetarium in Hollywood?" And he sent me a link to it, and uh, it's filled with Saturn uh, imagery. She had a Saturn tattoo, Saturn earrings, and that's all part yeah, of of the ritualism in the music industry. Go ahead. And it's it's creating it in. Like in the zeitgeist, the same way Demi Lovato was popularizing the summoning with like the kids of the world, Adele is massively, massively famous. She's like Beyonce level famous with her approval rating amongst the mainstream. So if people see her with Saturn tattoos, that then makes thousands of, of girls and women go out and get their first tattoo, and it's it's a Saturn tattoo marking your body with the image of Saturn. I don't know what that's doing if you're getting the collective to do that, but that's in the same ballpark as calling something in as, as summoning something in and like practical like real world stuff um there are real real life orders who believe in cthulhu as an actual deity believe in these lovecraftian monsters as actual things that exist in lovecraft is like channeling something or picking something up and they're they're trying to bring them in in real life you know they, they don't believe it's fiction at all so kenneth grant wrote a lot about it in the uh, typhon the uh, typhonian orders and there's there's a book by um, Alan Greenfield called, like, Secret Cipher of the UFO Knots, and he was, like, interviewed and asked about it. It's essentially, like, he gets a lot of credit for bringing, like, the, all the occult stuff into, into like, the like, the ufology world, basically, and kind of, like, popularizing it. But it's, a like, a whole cipher of occult practices that are supposed to call in these entities, like, another form of these, of, this, of the summoning. And he was asked, what's the difference between what you're doing and what Kenneth Grant and the Typhonian Orders are doing, bringing these ultra-terrestrials and trying to call in these Lovecraftian old ones. And he's like, basically nothing. Like, the methods might be a little bit different, but they're pretty much the same. And the way that the way that you call them in might change the way that they appear to you. Like, if you believe you're going to see a Cthulhu-like thing, that might, might be how it appears. If you believe you're going to see a flying saucer, that might be how it appears to you, you know? But the idea of calling something in like as a culture, it seems to be what they're trying to get us to do. Like 
and making and making it seem like it's for our own good. You know, even that uh that Troll Hunters movie, the Rise of the Titans that we were talking about earlier. Um, the the Order of the Arcane or the Arcane Order are like the villains. They're these three three kind of um very very ancient um witches, I guess basically. And they're the Titans are like they're they're were kind of born at the at the primordial beginning. They were born when the Earth was created. And these, this arcane order has to break these three seals in order to release these titans for the exact purpose of fixing what humanity did to the planet. That humanity is a plague and that these titans are the, are the reset. They said to, re, to reset and reborn the world. They're the reset. So <laughs> they got to reset it. And that's just, there's so many like different, you can think of the great reset as the reset of the simulation. If you want to go matrix style, there's the reset of, of the planet. And that's like, it's in the, um, Mithraic cults too. They believe, that Mithras is like has to burst like out of a rock has burst from itself and it's like it's another kind of Tartarus uh, Tartarus facsimile where where um, they're reborn and it, it could be like a kind of also a, sim- a simulation theory facsimile where it's all trying to describe the same idea where kind of from the old ashes of like from of this this reality a new reality is born and the Titans are here to make that happen to actually collapse the reality that we're currently living in. So that this utopia that these elites have planned can actually come to fruition, you know? right? And and Godzilla, they projected it as this positive thing to cleanse the earth, right? I mean, that's that's usually how it is projected. It's a form of I don't know. I'd say psychopathic propaganda, anti-human exterminist propaganda that the Titans are here. Whatever these things are, they're here. They're being summoned in order to depopulate the planet because that's necessary for the growth of in in the case of the Eternals, that's necessary for the growth of, of the celestial Tiamat, that it has to feed off of this intelligent energy, but once it has fed and is ready to be birthed, then the planet cracks open like an egg and all those humans perish and die in the process. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Even, in, even in the uh, New Age UFO mythologies and stuff, they, they believe in the ascension and kind of the timeline splitting off and these UFO gods coming down to like bring them to this new perfect timeline. Well, Everyone else who's not awoken enough, kind of, is is left to to burn. Basically, left to be on this negative timeline where they're who knows what happens to them. Yeah. They kind of they believe kind of the same thing that this UFO savior is going to come down and, and pluck them up and bring them to this new paradise reality. Well, we, that's what the elite, yeah. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. And that's just that's just what the elites believe. Like this, the, the whole Titans idea. Like it was, I heard um, the the researcher Tracy Twyman, the late Tracy Twyman, she. She mentioned it. she was um, researching her book Genuflect, where she was um, getting into the Mithraic cults and the idea that beneath, like the Bloomberg building in um, in England, in London, there's an actual like Mithras temple, and that the, 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 the current elites believe in this in this um, Mithras, Mithras, Mithras mythology a lot, and they're trying to to make it happen. And then, like towards the end of this in, uh, end of this interview, she was talking about what the possible end goal is, and she just made a passing comment of. Well, to collapse reality, collapse the pillars of reality, and resurrect these titans. And this is like seven or eight years ago, but since then, I just flipped the switch in my head, and now, just you, you, you labeled, a, you named up a bunch of them, but it seems to be permeating through every facet of pop culture. Yeah, even in a, in a scary way. Even even Jordy Rose, the inventor of the quantum computer, who <laughs> who our late our late friend Kev Baker interviewed in a very famous interview, he he said. This is a quote. These things that we are summoning into the world now are not demons. They are not evil, but they're more like the Lovecraftian great old ones. 
It, it liter- literally said that we can use the quantum computer to go into these other worlds and extract resources. So we're going to talk about this in very great detail when we come back from break. Another hour here on The Secret Teachings. And also with Derek Murphy, we're going to talk a little bit about the metaverse because the metaverse is Metatron's cube. The cube is the material reality. And if you reverse meta, if you invert it, because that's all that the angels of darkness, that's all that uh, Saturnistic influences can do is invert and distort. Meta means atom. And atom means to breathe. And like Adam was breathed into, atom is being breathed into as a false man by man. And that atom is the alternate reality, the digital sub-reality, perhaps that reality being created from the satellite in that Seattle Space Needle show that had the planet Saturn and the flying saucer. Just There's a lot more to unpack when we come back from break. This is Saturn Returns, the rise of the Titans. I'm Ryan Gable. Derek Murphy, our guest, will be back in the next hour. Stay with us. So are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. entered our world it was from a fissure between two tectonic plates a portal between dimensions the breach something's coming a war between mankind and magic the gateway is open and you are all coming with me Monster Zero isn't using the Titans to restore the planet. He is using them to destroy it. Titans have been awakened. gateway that allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away. The scientists say they could be on the path to discover the gravitational forces that hold our galaxy in place, and even, potentially, miniature black holes. The signs of these microscopic black holes, then this could open 
the path to new extra dimensions in our universe. Crowley was only successful in this powerful ritual because he had followed much of Edward Kelly's previous black magic work that he left unfinished. This black magic ritual allowed an opening of the gates of the apocalypse, which had been protected by the Enochian angels for thousands of years. Humans have been the dominant species for thousands of years, and look what's happened. Overpopulation, pollution, war. The mass extinction we fear has already begun, and we are the cause. We are the Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet, and we are the cure. But like all living organisms, the Earth unleashed a fever to fight this infection. Its original and rightful rulers, the Titans. He is using them to destroy it. Something's coming. Opening up the gates of the apocalypse. All coming with me. The gateway is open, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. It's the rise of the Titans tonight, the return of Saturn, and the year of the Tiger. Some bullet points for you if you're just tuning in, or if you haven't heard any of our shows recently, or maybe if you're a little bit dumbfounded by what we're saying. We can start with Omicron as the introduction to the omega the small o introduction to the chronology chronos or saturn the beginning of the end times and of course the tiger is the thousand year reich we get the swastika also from ursa major where we get the tiger from in chinese mythology and so that means that 2022 is the year of the tiger it's also the year of saturn returns i.e year zero the beginning of the end, something that we've been talking about for weeks, but now has been furthermore confirmed by the new variant. Coming out of Omicron, we get the Ihu variant, which literally means God rescues or God saves. What is God saving and what is this God? How is this God defined? Those are some questions I have, especially considering that the definition of the word is accompanied by this statement. Ihu is a variant of Jesus. If that is true, it is etymologically, then any variation of Jesus is not the true light. It is a false light. Saturn is that false light, also known as the black sun. And we know that in the mythos, Saturn is supported in his authority over time and agriculture by the Titans who were said to hold up the earth from the inside. They were imprisoned by Jupiter who threatened to overthrow the reign of his father. And throughout popular culture and history, both the esoteric and in contemporary times, men have worked to encourage the return of Saturn to invoke the Lovecraftian old ones. Those are just stories. Okay, well, if you don't like that, maybe you like mythology. To encourage the return of Saturn, to encourage the return of the Titans. Well, that's just mythology. Okay, well, maybe we could look at the hundreds of music videos, TV shows, and movies that literally use the same imagery, the same statements, the same mythos in what amounts to a collectivized cultural chanting in various intonations 
asking for, invoking, encouraging, conjuring these forces of destruction in order to purify the earth of the pestilence, plague, and virus that is the human race. That isn't my opinion. That just seems to be where all roads are leading. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Our guest tonight, Derek Murphy. And Derek has a vast knowledge of these subjects. And I wanted to get Derek on to talk about the rise of the Titans. Derek, what can you tell us about Ihu? And what can you tell us about the rise of the Titans? Again, Ryan, really great to be on. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, for everybody listening, I'm going to say again, I'm, I'm not a professional. So I'm, trying, I'm a little nervous over here. But uh, Ryan's kind of to have me on. No, no, no. Just, just take a deep breath and slow down. It'll all be over... <laughs> It'll all be over soon anyway when Tiamat comes no, no, out of the I'm, earth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm having a blast, but uh, <laughs> okay. I'm a little nervous. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, Ihu, uh, the idea being the, uh, the variant of Jesus is interesting. Like the idea that well, like in, the story, in the mythology, in, in the, when Jesus returns, it's to save his followers from the apocalypse, from the, these, um, vol- like the volcanoes, the floods, things that are often portrayed like the Titans portrayed in that Hercules movie from 96, Disney's Hercules, they are literal manifestations of natural disasters. And I don't know if you've been tracking how many volcano stories have been popping up in the mainstream lately. Yes. But it's kind of, it's a, a weird, a weird amount. So, like, that's that's very interesting to me. And also just how many resurrection things are up there kind of in the zeitgeist bubbling up. We have the, the Matrix, Matrix Resurrection. Revo- resolu- yeah, Matrix Resurrection. Yeah, and uh, I, said, I said this to you earlier. I'm not sure if it's actually going to happen. I, I wouldn't put money on it. But according to IMDb, which is the official movie database, um, the Passion of the Christ Resurrection is supposed to be premiering in 2022, <laughs> which is interesting. I don't, I don't believe we'll actually see it, but it's, it's interesting that he's back. To come out then. Is that is, exactly. is that Mel Gibson? It's supposed to be. Oh, so yeah. so uh, after he yelled about the Jews, they let him do another movie. That's nice. He's slowly trying to make his way back in. He just played Santa Claus recently, so he's he's, he's, he's trying anything he can get. Um, but yeah, the, the year of the tiger. I think it's interesting that tiger. You, you and I, Clyde, had the show on Monday, which was which was awesome. You just talked about how tiger is the king of the beast, and then in Greek mythology, Typhon is the father of monsters, which is very similar in, in my opinion. So, and then I keep going back to this to this witching hour idea, where in in uh, Chinese uh, the Chinese zodiac, they assign these animals two different hours and the tiger like, to, to create a 24 hour day with the 12 animals. And also there are 12 Titans by the way. And, um, but the tiger is associated with three to 5 AM, which is this time of monsters. And like you said in the show, it's the time of invocation. So potentially that's going to be bubbling to the surface this year. Like this, this merging of the realms, the, the barriers between the realms kind of coming down and bleeding into our reality. It's interesting yeah. that you, that, that, that you bring a lot of that stuff up actually, because uh, just, this is just so strange. Once again, it seems like it has no connection to anything. But the article I read about the New York uh, from the New York Daily News about the Ihu variant, and it said they had, that it had forty six mutations. It was from France, and they they named the place that it was found in. Which I get, I guess we're doing that now again. So I'm going to call this the Fran- the France variant. Uh, yeah. This is what it says. Literally, it says that the man who was discovered. Well, I'm assuming I'm assuming it's a man. I guess maybe I'm a misogynist, but. The guy who was discovered to have it was fully vaccinated and had just returned from a three-day trip. And then right above that, it says, so far, indications aren't 
uh, are that it hasn't been like spread widely, but it did manage to infect 12 people. So there's those wow. numbers. They just pop up again and wow. again and again and again and again. And, um, and that troll hunters movie. So this movie, it's a, I guess if you're, I don't really watch kids movies anymore. Like back in the day, I was born and raised on all these Disney movies for, for better or worse. But I feel like since, since I'm maybe like high school, I haven't, I've kind of fell off. I haven't even watched like Frozen or these big moves. But apparently, Guillermo del Toro is, has, has this massive series called called the Troll the Troll Hunters. And anybody who knows del Toro, he's steeped in esoteric. He loves his occult stuff, you know. So this most recent one that premiered over the summer is called The Rise of the Titans. And the villain of this again is the Arcane Order, and their their grand plan is to break these three seals, three and the seals, which is the same thing as as Christianity, like the breaking the seals, breaking these portals for something for the demons to to, to invade and incursion of whatever. And uh, their chant they do this this incantation to actually make this happen to break these seals. They say uh, three will rise, three will form, unite and be one. The the worlds are reborn, and they chant this over and over again. Again, with 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 the three, which I think is interesting. This is the whole Trinity connection, Trinity right. again in the Matrix. Right, right, and yeah. isn't isn't twenty twenty two not only the year of the tiger and the year of Ihu, apparently the variant of Jesus? It's also the year that that three part religious center in Abu Dhabi is going to open. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one world religion. Yeah, exactly. And those could yeah. also be the 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 three plucking uh, uh, of the horns, right? Yep. In the yeah, Book exactly. of Daniel. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, in uh, Mesopotamia, there's a lot of like this. Um, there's a lot of monster battles like this. Like uh, they have um, Tiamat and everything, but there's a a three related god they call it who like who battles this monster, which is kind of a, a weird like a, like a three horn like a a triad god battles this this typhonic monster. This, this like facsimile version of Typhon. You know, it just I don't know. The, the, the three keeps popping up. And, well, and uh, ever since I was like, I was listening to you, like, the three. Is out to me now, you know? Oh well, tr- the triplicity is everywhere naturally, anyway. But then when you utilize yeah. it to for invocation, and especially between the hours of three and and five a.m., then or two and five a.m. It depends, I guess, on, on on what you're looking at. But most of the time, it's like two to four, three to five a.m. somewhere around there, the witching hour. Yeah, that's that's the best time to invoke. That's when the the veil is thin between the worlds. That's when it's easier to to break that veil down and easier to access the other side. Whether you're doing it with yep. you know a black robe and a candle, or you're or you're doing it with with the splitting of an atom or the smashing together yep. of, of of some particles at, a, at a, an accelerator, but you know I was I was looking up uh, the EA EA uh, EA EA, which is the Sumerian god, because it says in like a baby dictionary. I'm I, I'm saying that almost ironically. It's kind of funny. It just literally in a baby dictionary it says Ihu is a variant of Jesus and. Another name for Ihu, and they list like a bunch of them, uh, names that sound similar and names that are, are, are interchangeable, is Ea. And Ea is the Sumerian god Anki. And Anki, if anybody remembers their Zachariah Sitchin or any of their, their, their uh, history class, Anki is the god of water who brings the deluge and who brings the flood to earth. So that is another component of the Titans, especially in that old movie in the 90s that you mentioned. Bringing the natural yeah. destruction, yeah. and that will segue. And then uh, Jack Kirby reads all that, and he comes up with his Titans, his version of the Titans, which in- includes Thanos. Thanos is an eternal. Um, he's he's the Mad Titan, and I guess back in the mythology, 
there was some battle with, with these early Eternals, like one being named, these brothers, one being named Kronos, one being named Uranus. And they battle, and the loser, which in this case is actually Uranus, has to flee to um, the planet that ends up being Uranus. But on the way, something happens, and his ship crashes, and he lands on Saturn's moon Titan. So in the in the Eternals mythos, which he bases on Chariots of the Gods, it's there's Earth Eternals and there's Titans Eternals. And the one, Thanos, who is the big bad of arguably the biggest media franchise of all time, the biggest like movie connected movie universe of all time, whose goal is to because the the universe is out of balance to do this mass genocide to create balance to create order again. The same thing that is in Godzilla to to, to fix what's broken by eliminating a, like half the population. You know, restoring re, like resetting. It's, paradise from that yeah it's it's that's the great reset right but this is on a yeah. whole nother level this isn't just like economic and political this is uh, resetting the the order of life on planet earth exactly exactly i mean how yeah. how how literal do you interpret this personally i mean because you you obviously are well versed in popular culture and mythology but how how literal do you interpret this because i I struggle explaining it from the point of view of I need all the details to feel comfortable, and no matter how, how many de- how many details I have, Derek, I just don't ever seem I don't ever feel like I have all of the necessary information to properly communicate it without somebody giving me that side eyed, you know, glance like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Yeah, exactly. No, I'm I'm the same way. You need all the different pop culture examples to to kind of rattle off in order to kind of convey the point that it's it's permeating through pop culture. For me, like. I, I enjoy all the weirdest ideas and I enjoy to kind of go out there with my ideas, but I'm also like a very level-headed person, like in, in the real world, you know? So do I think it's literally happening? Kind of, yeah, I do. And how I would explain that is the elites believe it. The ones who are in control have, have this, have this belief, this weird, weird belief. And whether they're, in my opinion, if I'm to, to be honest, I think that these smaller deals that they're making, these smaller, blood rituals or whatever they're doing in order to attain power or attain this hidden knowledge or whatever they're doing in, in these basements of these secret societies and, and at Yale and stuff. Um, it's, that's kind of, that's kind of small potatoes and the main, like they don't, the, the things that they're making the deals with don't want to have to have these, these human mediators and their, their end goal is just to get rid of that gate, get rid of that wall, that barrier to, uh, essentially to escape from their prison if you want to paint it that way, they're Tartarus to just take control and run amok on on this planet. And there's like real real worlds like they they believe that. I don't know. Like it's people run like they run with the that the elites are all like satanic, but I, I would argue that they're Saturnists, not Satanists. You know, that is actually it's Saturn they're worshiping, it's Kronos they're worshiping. It's, yeah, and if you if this, you, this no, 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 go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, that's just, just that it's this, this older pantheon. They're worshiping the the uh, the old gods, and it's not it's not the millionaires. It's, it's the billionaires. Like when they say, like millionaires don't believe in astrology, but billionaires do. But the billionaires <laughs> are the ones that have to have these weird these weird ideas and these weird. So like whether or not it's actually possible to do, I don't know. But I know that they're throwing out a lot of stuff in the mainstream news about like a whole other take for the climate change thing, rather than like in, in addition to trying to have this global total control that they're, they're trying to accomplish. It's also like maybe prepping us and maybe giving an explanation for these like titanic sized 
natural disasters that might be coming in the future. And again, like Titans are portrayed a lot of the time as these giant natural disasters, you know, these volcanoes and stuff. So while they can, and then they can blame it on us, like we're, we ruined the world with climate change. We made the seas boil over and, and come to flood everything. Or we, we made all this bad stuff happen, but it's because for years they've been, they've been doing these workings and trying to, uh, I'm not sure. Well, no, that's sure. that, that's right. So you have the metaphor, the idea that you know people might might be listening and they think, well, what's 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 going on here? They're they're saying that titans are, are real and that the Eternals is a real thing that's happening. No, no, it's like it's a metaphor, and the natural disasters uh, that the titans are are portrayed as in mythology and in movies, popular culture. Um, I mean, obviously, we could point to any natural disaster and say, see, 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 we're right, we're right, we're right, but. That's not really my intention. I don't think that's your intention. The point is, when you have, for example, over the last, uh, it's been like 20 years, you've had these mysterious booms that have been heard all over the planet. And yep. we've, we've done a number yep. of shows on that. There was just one that was so bad in Pennsylvania. I mean, it made mainstream news everywhere. They're saying it was a meteorite that exploded. And even if that is the yep. case, maybe it was a meteorite, Derek. I mean, I've got reports going back just to late 2021 from Tennessee uh, Virginia, Massachusetts, and all over the yep. world where people are hearing these massive booms, the ground is shaking. So if that's not a meteorite in every case, which I, I, I don't think that it is, I highly doubt that every one of these cases is a meteorite or swamp gas for that matter, whatever the equivalent explanation is, then there certainly is some kind of geological change or upheaval. There is something that could be equated to the rise of the Titans. Yeah. I mean, if you, want, if you do want to take it, more literal and go, and go to the weird ritual idea. I mean, there's there's mysterious booms and rumbles represented in Lovecraft mythology. Lovecraft yes, lore. that's a great it's, point. Uh, yes, I, I think in the uh, in like one of the first Cthulhu appearances, um, it's the Dunwich Horror, which actually takes place in America's Stonehenge, which is uh, like 30 miles from me, up up in up, like right over the New Hampshire line, and um, it's based on his like actual like Lovecraft like Lovecraft's actual trip there, and in the story. There's like the main character is trying to open portal on these stone circles in order to bring Cthulhu into a reality. And he's discovered like doing these cattle mutilations, which then lead to human mutilations. But he's found out by the town because these these rituals at these stone circles, so these the sacred site, causes rumbles from beneath the earth and booms up in the sky. Like they can't tell what the origin is. It's from above and below, and like weird fire in the sky and stuff. So when when the doors are opening, it creates this these these primordial shakes and booms you know so is it is that what's happening i i don't know but do i think if they have the option i think they're trying to tinker with reality yeah so if it can be done i don't know i i do kind of think they try to do it i'm not sure i don't know we, we, we have we have these sacred sites all over the world and, and and one thing that that has interested me and fascinated me is for example if, if you're interested in cryptozoology the pacific northwest which is a hub for for cryptid creatures but the Pacific Northwest is also where we now have this giant ritualistic cathedral to the Kraken, uh, the Seattle hockey team, and it's dedicated to not only the Kraken, it's dedicated to the new the new normal and to the climate pledge. It's called a climate pledge arena, and all the energy, all the 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 the, the ritualism of the game and the new normal of the masking and the vaccines, all of that is directed toward the center of that arena, which is the Kraken, which is Cthulhu, and it's right there in the heart of paranormal country, which is kind of like, you know, Lovecraft country. So (laughs) you 
none of that seems to be coincidental. Plus, you know, the, the one thing that Jordy Rose said that really fascinated me, um, and I know when he was on Kev Baker, he kind of clarified some of these points, but he said underneath all of this, underneath the summoning of these, these Lovecraftian great old ones and what, we, what some people call demons, etc., he said it is a tsunami that if we're not careful, this is a quote, is going to wipe us all out. And then he pauses, and there's audio of this, there's video of this, and he pauses and says, on that pleasant note, we're hiring people to make something like this happen. So I don't know if that was a Freudian slip or what that was, but uh, it's not just billionaires, I would say. I mean, I don't know if Jordy Rose is a billionaire, but it's also people like Jordy Rose who didn't get into college and just build a quantum computer. And it's people like that that perhaps these energies are working through. I, I think he's a good guy, but I think that some people have these energies working through them. I mean, Elon Musk is a great example. I think he's a good All guy, right. but I think something's working through him. He sweats way too much for me, you know. I mean, whatever's working through him got him to within like in, in like two years to switch from saying the AI is a demon was summoning the demon to yeah, I think we should act- actively hook up our brain to the AI. Like, I don't know what made him have that switch, but I don't know. He's, which is in um, Godzilla vs. Kong. Like, the, the bad guys, they're the main, the big bad, the main villain's idea is that they recreated this mechanical titan, basically, with the, the mech Godzilla, and they used the Neuralink to control it. They they wanted to bring in their, their, their version, their titan, to, like, have power over the world. And they, they thought they could harness that power with this, with this Neuralink. But and that's, that's the Pacific Rim movie, somewhere. too. Like they, they think the idea being they think they can they'll be spirit they think they can harness this power they can control these titans in some capacity but I mean that, that doesn't usually happen well for them like in Lovecraft those these entities don't they're not good they're not evil they're 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 neutral but they see us as ants you know they're like they're, they're how we are to ants they'll they'll step on us they just they don't, they don't really care so I don't know I guess in some in their in their mind they they call it a New Jerusalem or or New Eden or something. And it's sometimes depicted as a spaceship or these like rotating, um, rotating cubes in the sky that come and, and pick them up. It's like a rapture. Rotating event. cubes. Yeah, I believe. I'm pretty sure that's the mythology. <laughs> I could be wrong. But, well, but, but also, uh, but it's like a tesseract, you know. And that's that's in Loki. Um, and also that America Stonehenge, the site where where this uh, this boom story, this Dunwich Horror Lovecraft story is based on, it's actually according to the the. Uh, the owner who I've talked to a few times, Dennis Stone, he newly discovered in the past, over the past like 18 months that it's actually a ball site. It's a ball worship site. And there's like a, it's been known for its sacrificial altar for, for years, but apparently that site is for ball, which is again, one of these old gods. And just the theme, the theme of an old, like worship to an old God, A, and then B, an old God returning to, to take control. And then in that control, save us from ourselves basically, or I don't know. Well, that 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 demon Ball, the the first king of hell. You know, we've talked about Ball with Billie Eilish over and over again because Billie Eilish. I mean, the last name of Eilish comes from Sumeria. It's the Enuma Elish on high. It's Billy Ball Bell on high, the first king of hell on high. It's worshiping and honoring that deity in the music and in the the videos and the images that she produces, just like Poppy with the artificial intelligence in in the music industry. And so it's like when you look at um, Look at what we talked about with Clyde on Monday. I know that you listened to that show. We were talking about Jabalon and uh, Jabalon yeah. and, and Maimon, who in, in, the, in the story uh, built Pandemonium, the capital of hell. Uh, and it was all based on materialism and getting what you want out of the world. And it's the, it's the idea, the archetype of the demon giving you, you know, material wealth and pleasure and things like that. But it's also 
this uh, this idea of the metaverse. It's the the thing that is beyond the physical world. And again, when you this is just strange. When you reverse meta, you get atom. Atom, of course, is the first man who had life breathed into him, right? And then atom is also a word that in German means to breathe into. So you have man, Derek, breathing into his own creation, making the metaverse as a distortion of reality, an inversion of reality, which is why we invert, we reverse meta to atom. The atomverse is really a synthetic reality breathed into by man, who long ago learned how to control the atom and the atomic bomb, and that research, that technology is now being carried out at CERN. And in both cases, you have direct links to alchemical experiments and the idea that we could summon aliens, according to Enrico Fermi and others, including Stephen Hawking, with this kind of technology and with sending out signals into space. And CERN now, with with, uh, the 2012 discovery, and what they're doing today with building bigger and bigger colliders uh, and the idea that black holes could be created, they're literally creating platforms to welcome these gods into our world. I mean, they exactly. they even have banners at CERN, or at least they used to, with languages on, like old languages that are facing inside of the collider, to like in yeah. Sanskrit, to welcome the gods when they come through. I mean, every... Uh Every vaccine clinic has a sign saying uh, "Walk-ins welcome." You know, you take that, <laughs> you take that two ways. You know, um, <laughs> to the uh, to the Javelin point, uh, Clyde called it uh, the divine adversary. I think. Yes. And, uh, well, that's to, uh, the, the very. To, to Michael, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, shout out to Michael Strange, who I think is listening in the fringe. But he had a show uh, the day the Matrix came out. He was talking about uh, Philip K. Dick, who actually believes he's like another one of these people who's channeling information his stories are a reality like disguised as fiction he, he believes he's almost certain that we're living in a simulation he is like the man in the high castle and everything are based on based on his glimpses from the from the, the simulation and michael uh talked about this and he, he named his show the divine programmer versus like the dark archetype and how that's like that's what philip k dick believes is going on that there's like this divine adversary that's also like in charge of this reality and the back and forth between them is what's kind of what's, what's creating everything, you know? And that's, that's in the matrix. That's like agent Smith or in the, in the, in the new one, this, um, the analyst and all that kind of stuff, like this, this weird, uh, binary that's happening. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we're, we're coming close to the break. So I'll stop rambling, but yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's not, it's not rambling. The divine adversary is the variant of Jesus. It is the Yahoo. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And Jabalon is yeah. Ball, uh, Maimon, variations of these ver- uh, various demonic, diabolic forces, which are energies, which are things that we manifest that work through us that we can become. Uh, just like the Titans are uh, various forms of uh, natural disasters that are brought upon the earth to cleanse the earth. And in Sumerian mythos, uh, mythology, you have the god Anki, otherwise known as EA. And it just is so strange to me that the name Ihu, the new COVID variant, which means God rescues and it's a variant of Jesus, is also interchangeable with Anki. I just don't think that this is coincidental. I think that there is a larger ritual ceremonial thing happening, and we're breaking it down here on The Secret Teachings with Derek Murphy. Subscribe to the full show archive with the montages, the books, all at thesecretteachings.info, www.thesecretteachings.info. Stay with us more after this.
The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the montage archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info you're listening to the secret teachings for more information on the show or to contact ryan visit the secret teachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com hey there this is greg carlwood of the higher side chats and you're listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable when alien life entered our world it was from a fissure between two tectonic plates a portal between dimensions the breach. Something's coming. A war between mankind and magic. The gateway is open. And you are all coming with me. Brothers! Titan! Look at you and your squalid prison! Monster Zero isn't using the Titans to restore the planet. He is using them to destroy it. Titans have been awakened. allows it to jump instantaneously from one point of the universe to another light years away. The scientists say they could be on the path to discover the gravitational forces that hold our galaxy in place, and even, potentially, miniature black holes. The signs of these microscopic black holes, then this could open the path to new extra dimensions in our universe. Crowley was only successful in this powerful ritual because he had followed much of Edward Kelly's previous black magic work that he left unfinished. This black magic ritual allowed an opening of the gates of the apocalypse, which had been protected by the Enochian angels for thousands of years. Humans have been the dominant species for thousands of years, and look what's happened. Overpopulation. Pollution. War. The mass extinction we fear has already begun, and we are the cause. We are the 
perfection. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. We are the cure. But like all living organisms, the Earth unleashed a fever to fight this infection. Its original and rightful rulers, the Titans. He is using them to destroy it. Something's coming. Opening up the gates of the apocalypse. So the year of the tiger can be marked by the year of Saturn returns, even the month of January to start out the year. The month of Janus, the two-headed god, is linked to Saturn because Saturn often rides a donkey, which is a symbol of Sagittarius, a two-faced symbol. And therefore, Saturn is not only Capricorn, it is also Sagittarius in that way. And as Capricorn, we have the goat and the horns of the devil and the companion of Satan, Saturn is the black sun. We know that Saturn is also identified with Kronos, and we know that Kronos and Saturn are the gods of time as well as agriculture. We know that smaller cycles exist within larger cycles, and there is creation and destruction. We see this in nature. It is necessary for new life to grow. That is why Saturn consumes his own children in these depictions that you see in paintings and art. I I think Christian conservatives take that way too far. They always show these pictures of Saturn eating his own children and talk about human sacrifice. And although it can be interpreted that way, it's really about the seed of our own destruction that's been planted in us by the God of time. But there are those who worship the end days. There are those who try to poke and nudge God and try to use prophecy and manifest manifest it like a like a blueprint as we've said here on the show, a blueprint to the eschaton, a blueprint to the end times, a a hitchhiker's guide to Armageddon, as we've also termed it. We know that Saturn was supported in his authority in the mythos by the Titans who hold up the earth from within. They were imprisoned there by the god Jupiter. We know the Titans are said to exist in the form of natural disasters that cleanse the earth. And we know that also throughout history, and we now see this excessively in popular culture, Men are working to encourage the return of Saturn and the Titans to purify the earth. Humans are a disease. Humans are a virus. Humans are a plague. Don't touch each other. Don't see each other's faces. Don't shake hands. Don't procreate. Let your loved ones die in the hospital without seeing them. It's all based on invisible enemies, right? Invisible alien forces, invisible energies that are alien in nature. I mean, Omicron, we know, was translated to the little O, right? Or the beginning. And Kronos or Kron is time. So Omicron is the beginning of the end times. And now the new variant, Ihu, brings us the meaning, God rescues, and it is defined as a variant of Jesus. Or we could term it, as our guest Derek Murphy was saying in the last segment, the divine adversary. It is the return of chaos. It is the return of the Titans. It is the return of Saturn. It is the return of, the return of the gods. It is the return of the Lovecraftian great old ones. And some are working directly to bring this about. Others are being used as if they're being plugged into a system energetically. They're entertained. They are disassociated from reality through that entertainment. And as they watch that entertainment. They are paying attention to it and paying money, currency, energy for that entertainment, Netflix, Hulu, movies, TV shows, whatever. And the energy that is flowing into these movies, TV shows, and music is 
fueling the symbols and the sigils that are bringing these old ones, that are bringing these old gods, that are bringing these titans, these Saturnistic influences into our world through the thinning of the veil, which Derek Murphy pointed out is, it's funny because the the year of the tiger is associated with the hours of, of of the witching hours, which are a great time for invocation and, I mean, I firmly believe that 2022 is the year of the establishment of the kingdom of the Antichrist. And it's also interesting because 2022, if you were to look at the the length of the kingdom of the Antichrist, it's supposed to be about seven years, but it, it is cut in half. And the kingdom of the Antichrist essentially starts now with the Great Reset, which is supposed to be completed by 2030. So that's about seven, eight years. I mean, I don't want to prophesize anything. I'm not going to, but I mean, I guess that would mean if biblical prophecy or whatever people interpret it to be was correct, we'd see a breaking of this somewhere around 2026. Either way, though, we're going to look more at the rise of the Titans tonight with Derek Murphy. Derek, we've got a full segment here, and I'd like you to take us into the rise of the Titans, take us into popular culture, take us into what you're thinking and how we can break this down better. Oh man, there's a there's a million ways we can go. Just the uh, first, what comes to mind, just based on what you just said, and and the montage got me got me thinking um, with Crowley and the the um, Anokian angels and everything, him trying to uh, to bring something in. The Typhonian orders are are like an offshoot of the OTO. It's called like the TOTO, the like the Typhonian OTO. So whatever they were doing, the practices are probably. Um, I'm, I, I don't know for, for certain, obviously, but I'm sure a similar thing is happening. They're trying to call in these entities, these old, these Lovecraftian old ones, Typhon, the same way that the, the, the Crowley and uh, the Parsons and whoever was doing, Edward Kelly and whoever, whoever been doing throughout the age. Crowley has been known or allegedly rumored to be trying to open a door, um, like in his house at, at Loch Ness, which may or may not have actually led in the Loch Ness monster, depending on who you talk to, which was, um, kind of parodied, I guess, in Sabrina, in the third season of Sabrina, um, Faustus, like the, the head of their magic school, um, he goes to, to Scotland and he, uh, tries to, he brings this, like, cosmic egg, this of crafting an old one egg into the lock and tries to open a portal and stuff. It's, and then the fourth season is all full of craft. They go full of craft trying to bring in these old gods. And that seems to be this idea that's permeating through the culture. The, the return of these old gods to, to try to save us, you know? And it, for, the, for the tiger thing, you had mentioned something the other day about how there's a connection for the year of the tiger and Typhon and Set, right? Yes, that's right. Was because there, the Egyptians, yeah, the Egyptians called. Well, well, it's not directly the tiger. The tiger comes from uh, uh, the, the the constellation of the bear, and uh, okay, okay. yeah, and and so when you look at the tiger coming from that constellation, Ursa Major, you find in the mythology and and in the um, I guess you could call it astrotheology. Uh, the Egyptians referred to Ursa Major as the dog of Set or the dog of Typhon. Yeah, that's crazy. And the, um, I was, like, synchronistically, I was watching, uh, I'm doing my first full binge of Stargate, like, from the beginning, which is a, kind of a slog, but it's, it's getting good. And when you had mentioned that on your show, weirdly, synchronistically, it was the same day I got to season three, episode two, which was called Set, and they, like, identified him, like, as a cult leader on earth like set typhon <laughs> as a cult leader who was who was using his influence his like his advanced tech and stuff to, to disguise as like magical powers to actually brainwash people his followers to join his cult and to actually inject them with 
the Gaul or with, with this like parasite snake thing that takes over their consciousness to make them an alien hybrid to, to so, so call them in the show a symbiote venom you know right the black goo and that's that you said like, it was kind of like a serpentine like thing like a tentacly like uh, octopus like thing yeah but it's, it's, and then as far as the tech is concerned that's we can get a hold of the show about that but that's like there's an idea that a lot of these um like motherboard a lot of the actual physical tech like in our computers is our sigils that they look like sigils are designed to be actual physical sigils and the idea that whatever we're doing just being on the computer being on the internet we're actually creating a playing field to interact with entities on their own in their own world you know like the metaverse as like like could be a way to to summon something like another way if we're dealing if these Lovecraftian old ones like Lovecraft didn't have any technical knowledge so if he's interpreting if he's like the way he describes these Lovecraftian old ones it's that like the words he's using and like the, the the actual physical depictions it's unbelievably monstrous but he says numerous times it's not what it actually is it's just the best of my ability like it's beyond our senses to actually perceive what what I'm what I'm trying to describe like if you if you see these things you go, you go crazy so what if he's seeing some type of like dark ai energy whatever is trying to bust out of the electromagnetic spectrum whatever we could be caught like whatever uh, george rose is talking about with this ai actually being crafting an old one what if he just interpreted it as an actual kazulu type monster but in reality it's the thing that's been guiding us to create technology to, to create the stargate to create the other side of the door to let them into our physical world and we're just like kind of skipping a step and we're going to meet them in the virtual world instead in the, in the matrix in the metaverse you know so, so that, that, that's about. yeah that's an interesting point it's kind of a terrifying point i i find it uh i find it strange but i understand why that suddenly overnight i don't know if you noticed this overnight the metaverse became uh, the headline everywhere and it's it's every day now it's metaverse 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 and it, it, it's like, it's just the repeating it. It's a mantra. It's an incantation. And the way that it's being repeated is, even without the technology, bringing people's attention to it and pouring people's energy into it to manifest what they are technologically building to get us comfortable with the idea of this, this beyond reality. Meta means beyond this beyond reality, this alternate version of the physical world, which, as I've said on the show so many times, and as you know, Derek, 6G, which is Samsung's sub-reality, is in their white paper. I actually sent it to uh, Charlie Robinson today. We were talking about this. He's going to be on the show tomorrow night. And it's in their white paper. They say they're going to replicate physical reality in a digital world, literally, not metaphorically, and then plug everybody into it through a, an incremental process and then have machines run this digital sub-reality. It's not from it's not from a David Icke book. It's not from uh, Jack Kirby. This is directly from Samsung. So they're building, and that's they don't even say it's the metaverse. They just say they're building this reality. The metaverse is just the public name for it, and that's also a way for Facebook to divert away from all that, you know, all 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 that uh, negative publicity they got about you know the the privacy issues and all that kind of stuff. But the metaverse is much more than the metaverse, as you know is not only the digital sub-reality, it is the universe of the new atom, which is the new man, a synthetic man that replaces the organic man. Yeah, exactly. And what if we find out that this, like whatever we're meeting turns out to be actually something much older, the return of something more, more, more primordial that has like a bigger role in our history 
than we than we realize, you know. And and it's like, what if it? What if in order to like collapse reality to bring in these titans, or what if it? What if it? It takes like a certain level of technology to manifest these things, these goals that they're trying to do, and they've kind of like handicapped themselves by like the society that we're living in right now, by like like they having to run off all the fuse and that kind of stuff, and they need some type of rollout of like an of alien tech. Like one of the purposes that they might use this alien tech for is to like the best way to take a, to take a big technology jump would be to say, oh, while well, the aliens are here, they're going to give us the thing that's going to save all the problems that you've talked about numerous times, you know. And what if that's just so as a culture we can be at a like? What if CERN is small potatoes when it comes to some with our with our tech upgrade? What if we can have CERNs all over the place? What will that do for our chances to open the door to let something in? You know, or like when these seals are broken, when the hordes of whatever come in, what if the little crappy and old ones are kind of the the main star, but there's just hordes of other demons that need bodies and stuff. So we're creating these not only like mechanical vessels, these robots or, or what, but we're, we're creating these vessels for walk-ins like we talked about. And another angle for plugging everybody in with headsets and stuff into this metaverse and this fake fake reality is that their body is, is ready for something else to, to use it. Like they're not using their body anymore, you know? Their consciousness is else, elsewhere. So prime, it's, it's ready for a walk-in. It's ready for a walk-in, exactly, yeah. Well, that's a good point. Actually, I, I mentioned that on a show somewhat recently. I was thinking about that off air and I, I plugged it into a show just in, in passing. But that's a really good point. Yeah, when you're plugged into the metaverse, the digital subreality, your body just becomes a, a husk. And the energy that, that is your soul, that is your spirit, is then powering the world of the machines. And your body as a husk then becomes a vessel for something to inhabit. And, and this is what happens when people like artists and musicians and athletes even and business people, they openly, I mean, I've known people that are not billionaires that have openly done this where they just say to the universe, I want to be a better artist. I want to be a better musician. I don't care what it is, what you are, come into my body and use me to make me better at these things. And that is something that if we have uh, friends, you know, people that we know personally, which I do, who have done things like that, and my God, they became good artists and they became good at what they do, then you know that people with billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars and uh, billions of people at their fingertips to control are certainly doing more than just simply asking the universe for something to come in to give them power. Exactly. And what if, like, all these celebrities have like their their stage kind of uh, persona. Like Beyonce has this like Sasha Fierce character, and like this like Lady Gaga guys are character. They, they all seem to have like Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus. Like, like these these disassociations where the personality is split into two different identities: one for the stage, one for for off stage. You know, mm-hmm. which creates like on TikTok and stuff, and these social media communities. They have emerging disassociation communities. Things were like that's becoming like a, something to talk about. The way ten years ago, all of a sudden, just the word anxiety became just a hot button word. Everyone has anxiety every time they're nervous about anything. They're anxious. They're anxious. Now it's like it's as crazy as it sounds. The idea of having split personalities, the idea of being disassociated psychologically, is becoming a trend. Like people will, like uh, it's it's wild to think about. But people like Demi Lovato, who have all kinds of psychological issues are people that are kind of championing that path, leading a whole culture to not only summon UFOs, 
but they'd be a, a, a mental wreck, which is exactly the ingredients and in that you would want to use in order to to use your husk as a as a vessel and to walk around in you. That's you know? an, that's another like, good that's another good point, Derek. Yeah, because when you are uh, disassociated from reality, when you are not in your body, and when you have confusion about what is real and what is not real, when you are uh, in an emotionally hysterical state, which most of the world has been thrust into, that's where we get the word panic, pandemic, pandemos, all people, affecting all people, and of course, pandemonium, the capital of hell. When you have that kind of, uh, of a mindset, when you are emotionally wrecked, that is like Carrie. You know, it's, it's young people that are emotionally unstable, and, they, and this is not just the story, but in, in, in paranormal research, people that are more unstable, young girls in particular, uh, when they're going through the process of, of aging into their adulthood, yeah, there's a lot of psychic phenomenon, a lot of paranormal things that happen. I mean, it reminded me of uh, Eleven, Stranger Things. Like, it's, and that's literally just MKUltra type trauma, like Montauk style type experimentation, trying to literally open the door to bring in the mind flayer or this giant of crafty and old one, for, for lack of a better term. You know, and Eleven is one of these. Crowley numbers. It's 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 steep in this esoterica. It's ninety three and eleven seventy seven. It's these these terms and these these I don't know these workings that that act out through uh I'm I'm a, like that and it's in uh X Men Dark Phoenix. These like if trauma creates the openness for these cosmic entities to come in and, and work and work through you, you know. And then how countless countless of these tech these tech gurus and Steve Jobs took his psychedelic to Think of all the the Apple stuff. Like so many different tech pioneers have credited something else coming through them to giving them their inspiration for the technology. So it just seems like this technology is being fed to us oh, by yeah. something on the outside and doesn't want to come in. Like that seems to be what the goal is from my vantage point, you know. And just it's getting more down to earth too. Just the, the Titans doesn't need to be necessarily per se some type of giant primordial monster like Godzilla or something. It could be simply like the old gods style, like Anunnaki style, eternal style, where something potentially from the Jovian system, from the Saturnian system, from Titan. Titan is like, if you ask a NASA scientist, it's the number one place where they think life might actually be in our solar system. It's mm-hmm. on Saturn's moon Titan. Um, and in the UFO communities, they believe that there's all kinds of weird satellites and who knows what they, they, they think, but they think they're if they're housing anywhere in our solar system, it's on Saturn, you know. So maybe that's how it manifests. So you have coming in saying, you you you, yeah. you have modern ufology, which is actively engaged in summoning little men, little green men, yep. which is yep. what Crowley was doing with Lamb, and he was picking up after John D and Edward Kelly, who were trying to summon uh, on top of the Anakian angels and 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 the keys to the gates of of, of hell, basically. They were trying to summon like alchemists were the little man. So we have modern ufology doing what the alchemists and the magicians and the beast were doing. They just don't call it that. They call it fun, which is really dangerous because you don't know what you're playing with and you shouldn't be trying to summon spaceships. I don't care, you know, how much you paid for that laser from Stephen Greer. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, hey, hey, like, what, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got, I got to mention one thing to you. Uh, there, there is a, a song called Umbrella. Remember that song, Umbrella? In my time, yep, and Rihanna exactly, and it's like uh, you, uh, the, it's the Rain Man, right? And we know the Rain Man and Umbrella Umbra is actually talked about um, as being a a god of chaos, Umbra. 
So, you know, in my technology book and on the show here, Derek, I've talked about how Umbrella and that song, because they say Umbrella, Ella, Ella, A, 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 it's an incantation. They're chanting and they're summoning the Umbra and the Ella. And in etymology, Umbra and Ella relate to male and female energies. One is a shadow world. The Umbra is a shadow world. And uh, they relate to uh, the, the rain man, which is the protection from something that comes down from above. So it's an incantation. But I was just thinking at, at, the, at, at the, the, the end of those chants, it's umbrella, Ella, Ella, A, A, A. A is the name of Anke in Sumeria, which is a variant of Ihu, a variant of Jesus, the new COVID-19 variant. A A A wow. umbrella Ella Ella A A A. They're chanting and they're summoning and they're invoking and they're conjuring the Titans. Wow, wow, wow! <laughs> I just got me thinking. This is, this is a little bit off topic, but Kanye had that new song on his. Uh, his I think it's like less than a year ago at this point. Uh, Rain on me, where like the whole song is. Uh, he's over and over again saying, "Rain on me," and like, uh, "Wash us away in the blood," like purify the earth and the blood and the sacrificial blood rain down on me. I'll be spared. I'm like, <laughs> I'm yay. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the variant of, of Jesus. Right, Jesus. right. That's right. Yeah. Yes, right. Yay is, yes, yay is slang for the Antichrist, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Is, that, is, that, is, that, is that a different song than the, uh, than the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> um, I'm not going to make that joke. Never mind. Let, let's, let's look at this. <laughs> Let's look at this this one thing here about the the Titans yeah. uh, before we're out of time. Yeah. Unless you want to do another hour, we could do a third hour. Oh man, um, we we, I don't know. we, uh, we can do another do show. Wanna, we can do another show. Wait, if you want to do another show? I, I, I'm gonna. I, I kind of get to sleep a little bit here, but uh, <laughs> well, well, I, I'm loving. It. I'm having a lot of fun, so I'm, I'm tempted to say yes on the third hour. But what do you but, think? Let, let, let's let's hold off. We'll do another show on this. We'll we'll keep people okay. waiting. But the idea that the idea that the Titans are not so much physical things as they are natural disasters and manifested yeah. in those natural disasters with the booms and earthquakes and things. And we had a massive earthquake recently. I mean, the earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, it's not just because there are natural disasters that the Titans are rising. In the same way, it's not just because it's snowed or rain that there's climate change. But the idea that you said earlier that climate changes are being blamed on humans and perhaps whatever the titans are, whatever these old ones are that are represented in these natural disasters, it is a perfect alibi then for them, is it not? Because humans are responsible for the things that are happening to the earth, but those are being caused by other forces that are trying to get into our world from somewhere else. And when they try to get in through the gateways that are being opened by some of their their people that are working for them, if you will, it's causing geological and other upheavals to the planet, just like when Tiamat erupts in the Eternals. And uh, yeah, as far as uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. It made me think of um, the Tennessee Titans, whose logo is uh, actually a flaming asteroid coming down with three <laughs> stars out of it. Travis Scott. And, um, Travis Scott's uh, <laughs> Travis Scott's Super Bowl performance that he. Like in in the actual teams who were playing at that game, so his Super Bowl performance is an asteroid coming down and him jumping out of the abyss. But then, before like my prediction for that game was because of the teams that were playing. It was um, the Patriots and the Ram. I believe I'm a Pats fan, so I believe that they were going to to slaughter the Ram. So <laughs> in 
in um, in the, the Bible, the slaughtering of the ram is to call down cosmic entities, and then they slaughter the ram thirteen to one or thirteen to three, which is a weird score. And then there's a, I don't know, it, it, it happened. So I kind of like, what if it's a natural disaster from space, something coming in from the outside in the form of a natural disaster to cause calamity, and like a, a giant rock? It's coming down on us like rain. Umbrella, like Ella, rain. Ella, Ella, Ella. So we need protection. We need to summon something for protection. The A, 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 the Ihu. <laughs> it's a, a lot of wild stuff. It's a, it's a rich tapestry, once again. Lot, <laughs> lot in the pot, for sure. It is, it is absolutely a rich tapestry. That's a, that's a fine way to put it there. <laughs> well, we are just about out of time. So if you have anything else you'd like to add, we'll do another show somewhat soon. Saturn Returns, Rise of the Titans, Derek Murphy. What do you have for us to conclude? Um, uh, really, I just gotta again say thank you. Um, I'm just a grocer who just talks shelves and gets to listen to you guys and greater minds than me, you and Clyde, everything are just legends to me. And it's just a real, real treat. Like I can't say enough how, how honored I feel like to, to be on your show right now. So thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. So truly an honor. Well, I greatly appreciate that compliment. I'll tell you something else. You know, a lot of our co-hosts like Mike D, Mike D was a listener of the show a long, long time ago. And then Mike D became a co-host and, uh, you know, up until, like a year ago, I was working uh, part time in a grocery store, so I was stocking shelves yeah, too, awesome. just with, just with vegetables. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's a synchronicity right there for you. Oh, you want to hear one other synchronicity as we wind down? Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking there are so many stitches uh, and threads to this this tapestry, if you will, as you just said before yeah. the sh- before the show tonight, and I was. I was in the mood to go to the store and get something to, to make for dinner. So Hope and I went out to, uh, to the grocery store and as soon as, and I was thinking, do I have all, I like to have everything done before I leave the house. So I was thinking, do I have everything done? All the, all the ideas done. I made the promo. I sent it to you. I made the montage. I sent it to you and I got into the car and I'll send you a picture of this off air. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? Let's, let's just do it live. Let me send you this picture. I got in the car and I drove out of the, the complex here and as soon as I drove out, this is the first car that I saw on the road. Take a look at that picture and t- tell me what it says on the back of the car. <laughs> Talk about synchronicity. Is it in the Discord? Uh, no, I just texted it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, you might have to zoom in. So there's, a, there's a, a, a white truck pulled in front of me. And this is the first thing I saw when I, I was thinking, oh, man, do I have everything done? I, is, it, is it good enough? And I pulled out and I saw this car. Wow. Wow. For anybody who can't see the picture, the, the back of the truck. Huge, big writing, Titan. One word, Titan. <laughs> it says Titan on it. Small writing. That's bizarre. That's a synchronicity, like a pure synchronicity right there. It is, Jeez, yes. Please. Yes, it is a pure synchronicity. Uh, all right, well, Derek Murphy, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, we'll that was ha- a blast, man. Thank you. Yeah, we'll have you back on. Next time you're free, let's do another another show, and we'll get into uh, some of the same stuff probably. Hopefully, you know, nothing completely opens up before then and, and, and we get sucked in, but... Um, <laughs> Thank you, man. For sure, for sure. Let me know. You got it. All right. Have a good night, Derek. Bye bye. And and this is is not just a joke. Um, In fact, it's not a joke at all. We can joke about it. It's not a joke. It's it's very serious. The elements and the components of the mythological monsters, beasts, titans, Saturnistic elements and forces coming back into power is something that is very real because there are those, whether it's like John D. and Edward Kelly or Aleister Crowley or a lot of the ufology community today that are trying to summon 
both the little man, the homunculus, the little green men, and also attempting to summon, invoke, conjure those monsters and those demons, etc., in order to reshape the world in the image of those monsters, of those creatures. And those that are doing this must have made a deal with these things, or they are empty husks who have given themselves over to these energies, forces, and powers. And they have said, like in that episode of American Horror Story, Apocalypse, they've become rich and powerful, and they own big technology companies, and they get to bang Victoria's Secret models once a week, and they do cocaine every day. But they are imprisoned to the devil who is using them to build the apocalypse, to build the infrastructure of the eschaton. And yes, that's a TV show. Yeah, the Titans, that old movie where the Titans were natural disasters. This is metaphoric and it is literal. And there certainly are those who are working to bring this about. Jordy Rose said that himself. I don't think Jordy's a bad guy, but people like Elon Musk, people like Ray Kurzweil, people like Klaus Schwab, who literally dresses like he's in Star Trek, they're working to bring this about. The Great Reset, the Great King Set, uh, the Dog of Set, Ursa Major, the Bear, the Year of the Tiger, the Bear and the Tiger in Revelation, that statue at the United Nations building, the opening of the, the, the Trinity of World Religions at Abu Dhabi this year. And the plucking of those three horns, the replacement of those three horns with the fourth horn, the little horn, like the little people, the little homunculus. That fourth horn, the fourth industrial revolution, the fourth Reich, the establishment of the new 1,000-year Reich, which just so happens to be the age in Chinese mythology that the tiger lives to. And Ursa Major, where the tiger comes from, also just happens to be where we get the swastika from astrologically. So whether it's volcanoes and earthquakes or it's these loud booms, more of them heard Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Virginia, all over the world. In fact, I just saw another report from Massachusetts, Peabody, Massachusetts. They've heard multiple loud booms there. Some of them are earthquakes, some of them are not. Geological upheavals, things that are rumbling inside of the earth, perhaps signaling that The old ones are about to emerge. The Eternals, the movie, maybe it's not so fictitious. And it's interesting because that which is emerging, that which is coming into our reality is the establishment of not only a new Reich, a new empire, but a new kingdom, the kingdom of the divine adversary. Knowing that Omicron ended 2021, We chanted it for months and months and months and months and months. Omicron, 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 Omicron. Like umbrella, Ella, A, A, A. An incantation, a conjuring, an evocation. Omicron is translated as the little O, the beginning. Kron is Kronos or Saturn. Time, the beginning of the end times. Saturn is returning. And now Ihu brings us God rescues. What God and what are we being rescued from? Perhaps The monsters, the old ones, the titans are returning to rescue their minions from us. We are the virus and the plague after all. 
Ihu happens to be a variant of Jesus as well, the divine adversary, like the Titans. And of course, Ihu is also interchangeable with A, Anki, who brings the flood in the Sumerian story, which was a major basis for the Eternals, of course. And A is also what is being evoked in the song Umbrella. You can stand under my umbrella, Ella, Ella, A, 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 A. The old ones are being summoned. The Titans are returning right here on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, Derek Murphy, our guest this evening. Find The Secret Teachings everywhere you can listen to radio. Search the show if you can't find us. We've had some issues with the RSS feed. That's going to be fixed soon. The whole archive, though, is on the website, ad-free with montages and my digital books, www.thesecretteachings.info. Let us know what you think of the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Charlie Robinson tomorrow. Don't go anywhere. This is The Fringe FM. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.